0: so giant audience <laughs> it's not so giant women and we're back and we're your host Daria and Ivy we are here to discuss chill and Chil-a-teed. I'm assuming this title is really confusing because people were googling it and finding out it means uh chilling time in Danish and like a type of Norwegian I think that <laughs>
1: right. I wouldn't have expected I think part of me was trying for an anagram or something. Ah, <laughs> but
0: it is not English. So that's so, a first for us.
1: Yeah, I don't even think we've had like a Latin.
0: No, no, I don't think we have. Yeah, we definitely haven't. So this is our first non-English title. They just threw it at us like that. and We're like, what do you, What are you guys doing? <laughs> we don't know what to make of this. So the
1: latest in my gems Speak English saga is Gem Speak Scandinavian family of languages.
0: <laughs> there you go. Probably see why it has such a weird title as soon as we get started. So unless you want to float any theories about chilling time. They're more
1: just kicking back for 11 minutes and not doing much.
0: (laughs) Oh, hell. If there's an episode about that, you know it's probably going to get sad or scary right away as soon as you let your guard down. (laughs) Here we go. All right. We'll always save the day. So let's
1: take it easy. I'll show you how it's done.
0: That's pretty convincing. Garnet!
1: (sighs) If I could
0: begin to be half of what you think of me, I could. (laughs) All right.
1: well, <laughs> okay, our gang out in a dinghy somewhere in the ocean looking for the Lapis-Jasper Fusion, which has suddenly bounced straight to the top of their priorities list. However, Stephen is getting exhausted and the other three realise they need to take him home. When they get home, Stephen points out that they're all exhausted even if they don't need to sleep. Garnet managed to excuse herself from the ensuing slumber party by going and searching some more. And Pearl apparently has not experienced sleep before. Amethyst has. We know she's a pro at it, so she's fine. <laughs> Stephen tries to instruct Pearl how to sleep. He ends up dreaming first. He dreams of himself in an old-style sitcom. And, well, this was an episode to watch straight after WandaVision, I can tell you. But the sitcom gets invaded by a flood of water and a vision of Lapis. And... When he wakes from his dream, he tries to explain dreams to Pearl and he explains too hard that dreams don't make sense and that's why they're weird to have but boring to listen to. And he starts mm. to tell one about how Lion was driving a truck and he asks Lion how he could drive the van and we go back into dream as he falls asleep trying to talk about it. <laughs> There's some surreal stuff in the next dream with Stephen flying around with dog copter. And then a giant pearl head eating him and spitting him out. He ends up in a dark space where he sees Lapis who tells him to go away. She can't break concentration. He doesn't understand, but he's jolted back into wakefulness and thinks he's starting to contact lapis in his dream somehow we also see that pearl has learnt falling asleep and dreaming and when she dreams it projects through her pearl and (laughs) everyone gets a ringside seat to her dreams (laughs) of herself and rose and rose soon turns into greg and it's all very weird and everyone's probably glad when she wakes up yeah Stephen decides he has to return to his dream to see if he can contact Lapis and get her to tell him where they are. He says Pearl should tell him about her dream to get him to go back to sleep. And that was it last, but first soon as Pearl say, my dream was that Stephen's off again. <laughs> he ends up back in the same space and Lapis again tells him to go away, but manages to get out that she's using the weight of the ocean to try to keep them down. Them is... Lapis and Jasper in this space. Jasper tries to attack Stephen before Lapis resurfaces and Lapis won't tell Stephen where they are. She says they're a lost cause. She's no longer Lapis. She is Malachite and the image of Malachite crawls into the dark space. I think this is supposed to be an on-screen revelation of Malachite's name, but they put it in the credits before. So yeah,
0: that's
1: right. what are you going to do? He wakes again, a bit distraught when Garnet returns from her search. Briefly says what happened, and she says that the slumber party really needs it going, and she'll show them how it's done, and she just falls in her face, as a board, and snores.
0: <laughs>
1: you knew Garnet was going to be a snorer. So, yeah, the dream episode, but unlike some other dream episodes and other shows, we're reaching towards something in that we're trying to find out where Jasper slash Lapis slash Malachite have got two other than the ocean, and they've given they've got basically all the oceans of Earth to pick from. This is going to take a while. Yeah. But, yeah, poor Lapis has never been a bundle of joy. And looks like she's just resigned herself to a fate of trying to squash Malachite at the bottom of the sea with, well, the sea. Yeah, and it's a constant struggle. Yeah, she can't even break conversation to tell Stephen what she's doing and obviously doesn't think there's any point trying to separate or stop Malachite. And yeah. granted, her very low self-esteem is probably not helping in this matter. Might yeah. think that's all she's good for at the moment. Yeah. This is the first time we've seen anything like this going on in like a fusion's head or something. I mean, granted, there's the usual, it's hard enough to get Steven in there to find this out. But most fusions so far, you don't get the impression that they're sort of two beings vying for control.
0: That's right. Yeah. This fusion is definitely different from any other that we've been shown. I mean, although it's sort of implied by the fact that they don't, she doesn't even have her own voice. They're Lapis's and Jasper's voices still. So there's something really fractured about them. And that could be to do with how Lapis
1: had this plan all along when she entered the fusion and somehow managed that to retain their separate selves, even in the fused form. It could also be this is partly how Stephen is interpreting it, and they're not as coherent Mm. as they seem. Yeah. But, yeah, she's obviously got to keep the water down and keep Jasper's half of the equation down to stop, well, to stop Jasper completely taking over or even Malachite from properly becoming Malachite in mind as well as body.
0: Mm. Yeah. Mm. and She said when she was talking to Stephen, she said that she wanted him to leave her alone and just leave her to it and just let me do this for you which is really desperate and strange you know it's also the same phrase that pearl sang about not too long ago in sworn to the sword about do it for her you know mm-hmm. there's a lot of let me do this for you why won't you let me do this for you rose like there's this whole dynamic of people well gems with with low self esteem i guess trying to find a purpose in utterly throwing themselves away for somebody more important than them.
1: And the last couple of times we saw Lapis, you really get the impression she's not too fond of, well, all the conflict and everything, and she might even see this as if she resigns herself to this then she can escape all that stuff.
0: Yeah, she's accomplishing something with this prisoner.
1: But she doesn't have to worry about diamonds or Trying to retake the earth or hand ships or Stephen being his mother or
0: anything. (laughs) Yeah, just consumed entirely by this one struggle.
1: So that's Mm. probably another reason she doesn't want to be distracted from it. She doesn't want to think about anything else.
0: Yeah, that's true. I could see that being consistent with what she's shown us about herself so far. Yeah, she seems to get very strong ideas in her head. Like when we first met her, she was just like, I have to go home and I'm going to do it one way or another. And that was like her singular focus. And then it didn't work out real well for her. So hmm.
1: to be grim, it's almost a kind of suspended suicide to just remove herself from the equation.
0: Yeah. While well, still kind of feeling like, okay, the only person that I really care about who has acted like I matter at all was Steven. And she has some loyalty to him that I can do this. And then it's also protecting him.
1: And even if Malachite herself isn't a threat per se, letting Jasper wander the earth is not good for anyone. Mm. And I think yeah. that's part of it. Granted, I'm not sure how clearly she's thinking, but it's arguable that our heroes could take Malachite in a regular fight if they needed to, but that still mm. gives you that what do you do with Jasper thing. And yeah. Jasper is very much wanting to, um, I all want to go back to Homeworld and I want to just... Bring down the wrath of a thousand diamonds upon this planet.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They think it's bad enough that Paradox out there somewhere, but Paradox mm-hmm. at least is not. Paradox not a fighter. Paradox is little trouble on her own, at least in the immediate sense. Right. Even if she's got a plan, she needs time and resources. Jasper is a much more immediate threat to, especially if she is smart enough not to just take the crystal gems head on and try to do some smashing and conquering on Earth by herself.
0: Yeah, we mostly see Peridot kind of being evasive, like she runs away. Mm. I guess they are afraid of what she could do, maybe who she can call or what kind of technology maybe she could employ to make trouble for them. But yeah, if they encounter her, she's not physically much of an enemy and
1: they can at least tell themselves she's unlikely to go on a rampage and smash up the nearest town
0: (laughs) yeah yeah
1: whereas jasper even if jasper doesn't have much of a plan could could certainly harm local civilians and really would have no qualms against doing so
0: oh absolutely that's you know that's like who she is
1: (laughs) i mean Jasper is ruthless enough and it doesn't take a great deal of brains to reach this conclusion, although I don't think she's that unintelligent either, to be yeah. like, hey, hey Crystal Gems, you'll sur- surrender and come back to Homeworld or whatever it is I want, or I would just break all the pizza family's necks or something. Yikes. Yeah. Whereas Peridot, I think any one of the pizza family could just push her down the stairs.
0: <laughs> and she'd say thanks for the head start and start her propeller fingers again. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. So whatever Peridot's up to is taking a while, it's nothing else.
0: Yeah, I guess the last time that we saw her, it wasn't that long ago. She was looking for something in the kindergarten and she got it. So she didn't care if they destroyed the place that she already got what she needed, she said. Yeah. So maybe they're worried about that, whatever that is. Yeah,
1: I don't think they're not worried about Peridot, but I can see how if you had Peridot and Jasper both on the loose... That that would be a bad thing in itself, and that if you had to choose between which one you want, you least want out there as a free agent doing whatever the hell they want, that's Jasper.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. And Lapis is only you know not scary because you know that she doesn't really have any investment in trying to hurt anybody. She mostly just wants to be left alone. She's dangerous, but she attitude-wise, she's really not because she doesn't. She cares about Steven and she doesn't want to do anything. She, she would hurt people by accident if it was serving another need of hers, I think.
1: Yeah, at most accident was self-defense, but not any kind of real threat. She'd probably just go and hermit off somewhere at this point.
0: Yeah, she doesn't seem particularly malicious, but she's definitely taking out a lot of her internal struggles on Jasper by keeping Malachite fused.
1: Hmm. And of course, malachite, in and of herself, would put would pose an immediate physical threat. Although I do think that the game could bring her down th- sooner or later.
0: Yeah, yeah, she's just a two gem fusion. I mean, but lapis's water stuff is pretty epic. So, yeah. Oh yeah,
1: that's right. I forgot she had her better half's power. Yeah. So okay, but yeah, I mean, and Stephen with his compassion, would like to free Lapis so she is not part of Malachite, then you have a free Lapis who is not in agony and you have no Malachite who they wouldn't have to be in any kind of fight if she doesn't exist.
0: Yeah, that's right. Hmm. So, weird dream episode. Hmm. I have mixed feelings about dream episodes usually and with a couple of really small exceptions I feel like some of some of the, almost all of the stuff in this episode accurately depicted some aspects of dreams that I don't usually see that much, like especially Steven's description of these things were being sold at the big donut. And for some reason, the entrance was the back of my dad's van and just things like that. Really happen in dreams. And you're just like, when you wake up, you're like, wait a minute. This was supposed to be my house, but it wasn't my house. That was my dad, but it wasn't my dad. You know, yeah,
1: like that, that. that dream logic that makes perfect sense within the dream, but breaks down as soon as you wake up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I just had a dream that had like a whole bunch of those this morning. I was just like, wait a second. I'm on top of a mountain, but somebody next to me is using a wheelchair. How did this happen? <laughs> like, well, I don't know how she got up there. <laughs> So, I don't know. It was very weird. But uh, yeah, I just, you don't I think you don't I dreamt notice. last
1: night. I think I was too sleepy.
0: Yeah, I don't have actually a lot of dreams, but I feel like the ones that I do remember, if I try to recount them, they're very much like how Stephen mm-hmm. was like trying to recount this absolutely just mundane recitation of trying to buy some things at the donut, but Lion was driving and he was confused. You know, But it is also very Stephen to imagine himself in a weird sitcom.
1: Yeah, and that probably gave them some fun to mess around with the imagery of that for a minute or two.
0: Yeah, making the versions of the gems that were humans because none of them had their gems. Mm. And Garnet only had two eyes.
1: Yeah, Garnet was obviously the breakout character of that sitcom.
0: <laughs> raised the-
1: audience always She's cheering. Mom. Yep.
0: Yeah, audience, favorite. everybody's cheery, and they're totally mugging for that. like both Stephen and Garnet are just like, yeah, everybody knows that they're so excited when Garnet knocks on the door. Chiilloed. <laughs> oh my God, that was cute.
1: Yeah, that that was fun. I guess while we don't advance the plot too far in this because really we learned that lapis doesn't want to be found and she's the one keeping them down there, which, at least part of that we knew due to how Malachite mm-hmm. disappeared in the first place. But I guess right. it kind of lays down a new Stephen power in getting dream psychic.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the ability to connect with, at least with gems up to this point, with Lapis, with somebody that he has an established connection with. so and who must be in
1: significant emotional distress and also on his mind. So that sounds yeah. like a proper beacon in psychic terms.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because, like, you could argue that lapis was in an altered state of consciousness because of her being in this weird mindscape fusion thing definitely and so like establishing this it's kind of like what are what are the limits we don't really know if he would be able to contact others that way and what the rules would be on like the receiving end since this is such a weird very specific situation that she's in.
1: I mean, we can't even say, hey, it's a fusion thing because this fusion's under quite strange circumstances.
0: Right. Yeah. very strange. But it's interesting that he went back in and was successfully able to contact Lapis again.
1: Mm. I, I guess, at least in the short term, once you've made a link, it's kind of active for a bit.
0: Hmm. So... Whereas when she showed up in his sitcom dream, it seemed more like she was on his mind and now there was imagery of her and she's got water gushing out of her face.
1: Yeah, I think under these circumstances, even without the psychic nature of the dream, he was so tired, she was so much on his mind that he probably would have dreamt about her anyway.
0: Right, yeah. That was super creepy too because it was just so funny and cute and then he opens the door and... Suddenly she's there and she's in color while the rest of the picture was black and white. And she's got water coming out of her eyes. Ooh. Oh, creepy. A really creepy image. Yeah, that reminds me of something and I can't place it. Mm. So yeah, this the dynamic of this episode was so strange because it was really funny, but it was also really creepy. Yeah,
1: and regular gems apparently can sleep and dream if they put their minds to it, as we saw with Pearl.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure she doesn't want to do that again.
1: (laughs) Did she know she was projecting that pearlogram, or is Amethyst just holding that back to mess with her later?
0: I was thinking the same thing. I was wondering the same thing. It seems like she doesn't know that she doesn't know that anybody saw it. Because, I mean, I'm I'm sure she doesn't know what her dreaming habits are if she's never dreamed before.
1: Yeah, and I suppose if she stopped projecting once she woke up, then she wouldn't have seen it.
0: I feel like she... I would guess she doesn't know that anyone saw it that must have been weird for Stephen to watch like okay the first the first time you you te- you te- you treat your you teach your gem mom to dream and she's dreaming about your mother yeah
1: and your father
0: mm-hmm barfing pizza
1: yeah I interpret it as like a pizza tongue
0: yeah maybe that's what it was, it was just coming out of his mouth <sighs> such a strange. Image. Although I was thinking about how Greg wasn't really in the episode, so the only things he got to do was say that "Thank you so much, Pearl, for fixing my van." And he was the one that did the voiceover of "Steven Universe" is filmed for a live studio <sighs> audience, and that's it. Like he has to come to the studio to say two sentences, <laughs> and they're both weird.
1: Okay, we're texting the posts in, right? Okay, right. Cheers. See you all later.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I still get paid. Hmm. Hmm. A lot of really odd, funny moments. I like Amethyst calling Pearl p- pierogi. I liked that. The whole beginning scene was really kind of packed with funny imagery and funny, like weird jokes. I don't get tired. I get results. What was what? What should I? What was it with Stephen? Is pull me up one wiggle or two?
1: <laughs> yeah, and. That it was framed, so at first you can't quite tell what she's doing, partly because also of the night colouring, so you're like, her legs backwards, what's she doing? Oh, right, she's drowning Stephen, basically.
0: <laughs> yeah, drowning Stephen, and, and then Garth weeps out.
1: And I'm agrees going. with Stephen about the importance of of life vests, and but nonetheless just throws hers away and grows a new one.
0: Yeah, she just changes the shape of her torso so it looks like one. And it's like, to be fair, she doesn't need to breathe, so. (laughs) It's just cute how they do things to humor him. (laughs) Yeah. I liked when he just started to get delirious and he's like, whoever catches something first wins and he just goes overboard. Garnet has to grab him by the leg and says, I win. (laughs) She's so cute. Mm. She behaved kind of strange in this one. I wonder what her motivation was that she wanted to go off on her own. Maybe she was just really tired of them.
1: (laughs) Yeah, maybe she'd make the case that she can go for twice as long because she's a fusion or something.
0: (laughs) Or maybe it's just a future vision thing where she's making decisions and doesn't want to have to explain them.
1: True, that's a possibility. She goes, oh, if I leave for a bit now, they'll try to have a slumber party and dream and Stephen will learn stuff.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Could be that they're finally learning that now Stephen needs to sleep, so somebody needs to stay with him. And if you leave Amethyst with him, she'll just sleep and not observe him. And if you leave Pearl and take Amethyst with you, then Pearl will be offended.
1: <laughs> and we've seen sometimes she observes him a little too closely when he's asleep.
0: That was something that I thought of when she acted like she didn't know how to sleep, that she didn't even know she was supposed to lay down and close her eyes. Like, you have watched Stephen do mm. this, ma'am. Just emulate what you've been watching for all those creepy times that you've been watching in sleep. You know how to do it. Hmm. Or at least pretend to do it.
1: Yeah. I did like the we don't get exhausted thing followed by the how exhausted their faces are thing.
0: Oh my god, their faces. We look awesome. (laughs) Amethyst was drooling a little.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I think sometimes unlimited reservoir of energy is a bit of tough talk. And only holds up so much after several days of searching the ocean floor.
0: Yeah. This seems like even if you don't have a biological need to sleep, like you would still get psychologically just tired of doing things.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, we've speculated as to how they get their energy, but surely, you know, they still need to stop and, I don't know, pull themselves together for a bit every so often.
0: Yeah. And not just for strategy meetings or whatever. Yeah, you need a break sometimes.
1: I <laughs> say I felt a lot of this the tired imagery this episode cuz I was up to like 3 last night. So.
0: Oh, goodness. I had a lot of sleep. I think I slept for a little over 9 hours last night. Oh. Yeah. But I read somewhere that it was like National Sleep Week or something, so <sighs> I was celebrating. <laughs> there you go. Totally what I was doing. <laughs> I did one of those things where I woke up and I looked at the clock. I was like, wow, I slept really late. And then I went back to sleep and flipped more. <laughs> oh, Ugh. yeah. I finally had breakfast at like 1 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> mm. And my breakfast was like, it was made up. It was like I found some cheese and two hamburger rolls and I melted the cheese onto the hamburger rolls and ate them. Mm-hmm. Oh, and a piece of soy bacon was on there. That That's actually pretty good.
1: Oh, yeah. But I like some soy
0: bacon. I didn't have like a respectable meal until after I'd taken a very long walk to and from a coffee shop. And then I had more cheese and bread. I had a tortilla thing and some yogurt. I don't know. I'm eating a lot of junk, <laughs> a lot of cheese. I was gonna anyway. say, yeah, well, <laughs> hmm?
1: the, the yogurt and tortilla bread themselves aren't so bad, but there's only so much in them.
0: Right. Yeah. What else. There was something else too. Oh, I had a big glass of banana almond milk. Mm. So that was delicious. <laughs> anyway,
1: yeah. a, lo- a lot of my meals are veggie burgers now because I've got an air fryer.
0: Yay. Yeah, I'm out of veggie burgers. But that is the reason why I had hamburger rolls laying around because we had a bunch of veggie burgers earlier this week. And my friend put real bacon on his veggie burger. And he's like, this burger is probably really confused. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I've, I've done that too. And it just, it feels weird. Yeah. But yeah, ve- yep. veggie burger with halloumi. That's a that's a good thing. I hope that's good for me.
0: Mm. Now I want a veggie burger and I have none of those components. Sorry. Mm. And I'm going to have to figure something out. Mm. So incidentally, I did not make any pizza coming out of someone's mouth or tiny models of Steven to get eaten by Pearl type <laughs> food. So we didn't have any food this time. Just a lot of sleep. Yeah. Hmm. No, and
1: We didn't have a song, tempting as it might have been for them to go with some d- dream stuff song. We got some music, but not a song per se, in the sense of one that is sung.
0: Yeah, definitely an ultimate failing of this episode that Malachite doesn't get a solo. <laughs> Seriously, though, I have a friend that's always saying he wanted Jasper to sing. And he even like partially wrote a song for her, like, I like to kick and punch. So.
1: <laughs> Oh, yeah. She's getting some metal or some hard rock, is Jasper.
0: I think so. But first she has to escape from Lapis. Mm. Mm. Yeah, Not Mm. great
1: acoustics in the fusion nether realm.
0: Or under the water. Mm Yeah, Apparently Mm
1: -hmm. sound can travel better underwater, but not if you're making it by breathing.
0: Yeah. And it might have some difficulties in recording it for the mega smash. It's sure to be. (laughs) Malachite will have to come out of the water. And nobody wants that. No. Uh But yeah, talking about this made me think that I could develop a probing question about Malachite Ah. for you. Well, wait, I have loads more probing questions to ask. Let's see. So, Malachite, if we have... Okay, so do you think that it would be more like... Would it be more dangerous for her to... Like once they get to this breaking point then garnet is warning that they're gonna they're gonna lose control and destroy or whatever do you do you think like one of them would sort of win over the other and be in control or do you think it would be more like they would they would finally become a cohesive entity and like which way do you think they'd be more dangerous
1: i think and i guess i kind of thought this since malachite first appeared and didn't speak as herself i think if Lapis who's basically doing all the heavy lifting, Mm. stops doing all the heavy lifting or collapses or whatever happens in that mindscape. I think that the mental fusion would complete. Mm. So I think part of what she's doing is she's not just, she's squashing Malachite down physically with all the water, is she's trying to hold their minds separate too. So Malachite can't just cut loose and go on a rampage.
0: Mm.
1: And I think... She's not prepared to risk that a mind that's 50% stuff from Jasper is going to be any kind of nice. Yeah. And we don't know if fusions work this way, but how much sway a battered psyche like hers against one like Jasper's would come in forming the final product. Yeah, I think Jasper's currently separate because Lapis is keeping them separate. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I think she was kind of hoping that she'd have the casting vote or predominant influence over Malachite given what happened when they formed. But at the time, she also thought Lapis was on board with her and that this fusion would be made of two people that wanted to kill the Crystal Gems. Right. So the final motive, probably not worth the risk and that Jasper is just plain old very belligerent might win out. I mean, it could be that Lapis's mind and withdrawnness would somehow win out and cause Malachite to go and sulk in a corner somewhere. (laughs) But it doesn't seem too likely.
0: (laughs) Just imagining like a really babyish temper tantrum from Malachite. No, I don't wanna.
1: (laughs) This could leave Malachite some lingering aquaphobia, too.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Interesting thoughts. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I certainly believe Malachite has the capacity to be a united mind but has simply not properly fused all the way Mm -hmm. i mean whether that would happen again if they fused if they unfused and refused is another guess i don't know how Mm. much of a risk lapis was taking by joining the fusion not intending to do what the other fusee wanted to do so i don't know if that's something that can usually happen Mm. But yeah, I think they've created some very particular circumstances either way.
0: Right. So
1: yeah, she's probably in this weird position of holding them under the water, keeping their minds separate, yet keeping the fusion active so they don't just pop apart and Jasper goes off to do her thing. Mm. So no wonder she can't get distracted, Stephen.
0: Yeah. Stephen just wants to rescue Lapis. Good luck. Do you you think like the way that... The story seems to be moving and based on what you know about the characters, do you think that the show will be more likely to put them closer together or take them apart, Jasper and Lapis?
1: I don't think we've seen the last of them and I think that they'd eventually return somehow to their natural state. I think if we hadn't seen this episode, that going into the ocean would be their de facto end but that it's made clear that they're looking for them and that they are locatable Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and that they learned something about what was going on this week means they might be able to at least have some more knowledge if they want to try to make a way to fix it.
0: Mm -hmm. But like you said, there's not really that much forward motion on the plot with this, except that Stephen has developed this dream power. So it's kind of like it almost just functionally is a reminder that this problem exists. And has a name named Malachite. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, yeah, I mean, they could have introduced Stephen's power without returning us to Malachite, which is what makes me think Malachite's likely to be seen again.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they couldn't just leave her out there and just be like, oh, well, it's just a question of how it's going to be dealt with.
1: Yeah. If they'd never mentioned her again, I go, oh, I guess we're supposed to take that as a watery grave type situation. But that has mm-hmm. come up a couple of times. And now we've made some kind of contact with them.
0: Right. There was like a little bit of reference in, well, I guess it was the Love Letters episode that Garnet acted like she was looking for Malachite, well, mm-hmm. for Jasper and Lapis. But it was a funny episode and there was no action of her actually doing that besides her coming out of the ocean saying that's what she was doing. Oh.
1: Yeah, I, I'd remembered it coming up before and that's yeah. part of why it sort of struck me a bit that suddenly this is so far up our priority list that everyone gets exhausted of it and has to be doing it all the time. whereas. Yeah. Yeah. In previous episodes, we've been able to faff about with love letters and story time with Dad.
0: Yeah, true. Yeah. I wonder, though, about how the missions appear, because I know that in a lot of cases, Garnet just kind of appears and says, it's time to do this, and you just trust her because future vision and leader. Mm -hmm. And I guess maybe Garnet has just decided this is important now. (laughs) We're getting on a raft and going into the ocean. Is that the same raft that they had in Cheeseburger Backpack? I thought so. It might be. Hmm. They didn't take the gem sloop, they took the, the raft. <laughs> mm. <laughs> That's so silly.
1: Yeah, you'd think you'd want the sloop, especially if you've got an entire ocean and potentially all of the oceans to cover.
0: Yeah. I mean, theoretically, you can narrow down a lot of that if you have somebody who's psychic in your party, but Garnet didn't find them. They weren't looking in the right place.
1: No, I guess maybe all Garnet can do is try to run future visions of what if we look in this bit? What if we look in this bit? What if we look in this bit over and over, which is, you may as well go and look in this bit.
0: Right. And see if something changes if you actually go there.
1: Or particularly Uh, if Malachite is moving.
0: Right. would have been interesting if maybe they were doing something more than just going into the ocean and looking for her like putting trackers down of some kind like you know then pearl could have like come up with some malachite tracker and garnet could go mm. plant them on the bottom of the ocean and if malachite went by they'd be like since gem activity let's go get her you know but they're just they're basically just wandering around looking for her <laughs> yeah i wonder if
1: wonder if they could dig through paradox leftover toys and find something that should do Ooh, that
0: that's a good idea i mean they did Get that whole gem ship, right? The one they cleaned up off the beach. Mm-hmm. And, and she's got a
1: little control chamber under the kindergarten, too.
0: Yeah, there is that. But definitely plenty of raw materials. And, you know, then some everyday stuff, like when Pearl was making robots out of everyday household things, including she said she might have to take apart the washing machine or something back in the, the message episode. And uh, they've got some various parts in that barn. So I don't know. They could build something, but they're not. But Pearl's got a flashlight for her gem. Yeah.
1: That is is handy to be able to do that. Yeah.
0: She seems to be making a lot of use of it lately. I think she used it in this episode, and then she used it not that long ago in episode 60, just two episodes ago when they were in the kindergarten, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just really funny. And then you try to imagine the others doing it. Like, I mean, Garnet... It's not really that funny but amethyst having it shining out of her chest so seems a little funny. Mm. Lapis can only see behind her.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she can rear project. That'd be ha- that'd be handy for making films.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Wonder if I can do it. Seems like she should be able to. Yeah. Hmm. So.
1: Well, they've said before their bodies are light. you think they'd be able to at least just project regular light, light, even if they can't all do curlograms.
0: Yeah, seems accurate. And then Stephen's standing there with his glowing belly button. That means I got indigestion.
1: <laughs> well, Garnets on her hands would be useful until she had to pick something up.
0: Yeah, well, then she could turn off that one and use the other one. <laughs> She's just like, don't mind me, I'm over here being awesome. Really, though, the interruption of dexterity that causes it seems like a pain in the butt but not if you don't have like normal hands that have to move with normal muscles and things Mm.
1: (laughs) yeah every time garnet does basically anything with her hands i just go are you just closing on your gem is it pinching can you not close your hand all the way
0: when she started clapping her hands in that episode, The Test, I'm like, Garnet, what are you doing? You're clapping.
1: <laughs> You're knocking You're yourselves not. together.
0: Yeah. <laughs> don't you hurt yourself. You,
1: you might give yourself a concussion.
0: Oh, yeah. Somehow she seems to be able to do that. And she snapped her fingers too And Alone Together. Mm. She was able to snap her fingers, which I don't think I could do that if I had like cosplay gems on or something. I think yeah. I wouldn't be able to bend my hand like that. I can't even
1: do it with both hands, and I don't even have gems on them. Oh, (laughs) you're not a snapper. I can with that hand, but not with that one. That one just kind of goes close.
0: Well, good thing you can clap. Mm -hmm. not a gem. (laughs) Mm. (sighs) Before I move too far away into all the fun categories that I have, I wanted to mention that I particularly like Amethyst saying Bungakawa. Oh,
1: that you're saying Coheri, I realized what she was saying.
0: And I particularly like that dog copter meowed in the dream. Mm. Those are just little things that I like about this episode that I I just laughed a lot when they happened. Also that Stephen called out the dog copter meowing when he was reciting his dream to Garnet.
1: Dog copter whom he refers to as Mr. Copter.
0: Right. Can I please have your autograph? And then he's explaining it to Garnet saying, and he, he meowed at me and he didn't seem interested in what I had to say at all. <laughs> This is what he's distressed about in his dream. And also lapis, that whole thing. But that was such a cute scene, too, that he just kind of ran to her and just ran right into her legs and embraced her knees. <laughs> like this tiny little boy. <laughs>
1: yeah, and she's got a bit of a, oh, all right then, face on.
0: Yeah. 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 Before she goes and demonstrates how sleep should be done and goes, <laughs> <laughs> that was funny, too. Weird episode. Very weird episode. It's a very trippy. <laughs> mm. Any requests? The lack of a song was already mentioned, but one of the instrumental tracks is called We Are Malachite, which makes sense. So that's cool.
1: I noticed some freaky discordant stuff going on when the sitcom dream broke down as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They played a little bit of Rose's theme when Pearl was dreaming about her too. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I choose to believe that she actually dreams that theme, that she thinks about that music whenever she thinks about Rose.
0: Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Just a soundtrack of her mind. I'm learning new things all the time! You want me to do the factoid thing?
1: Let's do the factoid thing.
0: Well, this is the appearance of a new storyboarder for us. Yeah, I didn't Um, recognize one of the names. Yeah, I had mentioned before for let's see, rising tides, crashing skies was Helen Joe's last episode. So they brought on somebody new to do new storyboard like teaming. And this is also our first, well, that I know of, our first non-binary person who does storyboarding. And they're credited by a different name that they're not using anymore. They're they sometimes just go by Zook, which is the last name. Artist,
1: yeah, that was a name I didn't recognize, so it sort of stood out to me,
0: right? But sometimes they sometimes they go by, as far as I know, because this is long since they quit the show and stuff and left the show and everything's over, they go by Jesse Zook now, I believe. So I will refer to them as Jesse Zook, although I don't know if the name that they're credited under is like dead name. I am going to assume it is, (laughs) so
1: yeah, and Zook's the common element to both, so that's pretty safe, yes.
0: Yeah, yeah. And sometimes I've seen things that are just signs Luke, so. But this was kind of a very weird episode to come in on. It's like you you just joined the main storyboarding team and they put you with Lamar Abrams. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you end up doing this very funny, very quirky, very horrific weirdness episode. Maybe and you had they, a knack for the surreal. And I guess so. I mean, I always think Lamar is a weirdo and I always say that and I mean that in mostly a good way. Mm-hmm. Although, as, as we've discussed, Onion is his fault. Uh, <laughs> but with, 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 with Zook, I think for the most part, when they're on the show, they're not with Lamar. This is not their last episode with Lamar, but they're going to kind of become a, an established team with Hilary Florino. But this first episode was with Lamar. So that probably explains the weirdness of this. So anyway, this was the last episode of Stephen Bomb 2. So now we are through with our second Stephen Bum. And, uh, yeah, factoid-wise, I should say, like, as soon as this was over, they ha- they announced Steven Bomb 3. guess they're onto a good thing. Uh, it's like, I don't know, this one, there were some common elements, but it wasn't like a through storyline, right? Mm. Steven Bomb 1 definitely was building to the finale. Mm. They had, like, they had Rose's scabbard and then the next episodes were all building toward jailbreak but then this Steven Bomb Steven Bomb 2 just there was a lot of dis- disconnected episodes you know started with sworn to the sword and then had ronaldo's weird docu webumentary thing and then we had the kindergarten episode where garnet breaks down and then we had flashback into seeing rose and greg try to make things work and now we have this so none of them really were that connected yeah
1: i can think of th- some themes common to like three or four of them and then it doesn't make it for the last one. And I also feel I'm kind of applying this after the fact.
0: Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I think that once the first Stephen Bomb worked really well and got the ratings up, they were like, let's do it again. But they didn't really have five episodes that made sense together that could be shown that way. So they just did the next five that were in in a row. But after that, they kind of started Being aware that Cartoon Network wanted to do this. And so they had some go to episodes that they could tell in a chunk like that. So they gave a title to this Stephen Baum like preemptively. And I don't want to tell you what it is because it's too, like, I don't know, it sets off some speculation, which we all kind of had. But I feel like it'll be so much more rewarding if you, if you get to see it without having a clue, I guess. (laughs) So I'm kind of annoyed at their presentation of Stephen Bomb 3. And I don't know. I just, I wish they hadn't told us as much as they did. So, yeah. So next, next we'll have a connected series of five. Oh, that'll be interesting. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, we've, we've done two Stephen Bombs together now. Oh, yes, and I almost forgot that I was supposed to read you what they call this, or how they describe this. Steven and the Crystal Gems try to relax with a slumber party. That's not bad. Yeah,
1: that doesn't tell you anything. Yeah. I suppose I might, I might suspect it was a dream episode, but only because I know dream episodes are a thing. And even so, that doesn't tell me that the dream is going to result in psychic powers or they're going to psychically connect with someone we left under the ocean several episodes back.
0: Yeah. I don't know if this really quite counts as a factoid, but I have a sort of personal factoid about this episode because I had a really weird time watching it. Mm. This was during a time in my life when I had just kind of gotten into the show and I was very, very excited about it. And I was not part of the fandom yet when Steve- Steven Bomb 1 aired, but I was when Steven Bomb 2 appeared and I was very, very, very very excited <laughs> so you know and it's one of those things where you you tune in right at the time that it's supposed to air and every day for five days in a row you're getting a new episode when you're not used to that so i was therefore pretty upset that i had an international trip on the day that this was airing so i was on an airplane when this aired oh and, uh, i landed in canada and got off the plane and. I felt like I couldn't go on social media because so much of the stuff that I like to look at was inundated with fan stuff. Otherwise. Oh yeah, we've
1: all been there.
0: Yeah, so like, I, need, I need to watch this before I go to any of the places. But I was still trying to find, and I'm not good at navigation, but I was still trying to find out like where I should go to get to where I was staying. And I was going to do a conference for ace activism, and I was being met by a couple of people who were also associated with the conference but i had to get from the airport to like where they could sort of show me where i was going to be staying and that required that i get on like a shuttle and then on a bus and i was just like very nervous about that tired from traveling and really really wanted to watch steven universe so (laughs) i ended up watching this episode on a bus in a foreign country and, you know, I have my earphones in and I'm watching it on a phone and I used up all my data because I'm dumb, I guess. I, you know, I had, I had set up my whole international trip so that I would make sure that this time I would have data and then I go and use it on a bus, like the first half hour I'm in the country because I was that ridiculous. And can you, can you imagine all of that? And then this is the episode you get, like mm. you're tired and you're watching this on your phone on a Canadian bus and you're like, what is going on? <laughs> I have given so much and this is what you have in return. (laughs) I really enjoyed the episode, but it will always have a weird, like, taste in my mouth because I watched it on a Canadian bus and, like, in an altered state of consciousness. That is not an episode you want to see in an altered state of consciousness, (laughs) you know. But I got where I was going pretty well. And then I watched the episode again, again, once I got on the Wi-Fi where I was staying.
1: Oh, you got to watch it coherently. Insofar as we can watch this coherently.
0: Exactly. Um, This episode also inspired the first time that I drew Steven Universe fan art. I was like afraid to do it for a while because I thought I was going to suck at it. But I had a Halloween party later that year and I made a sign for my door for people to be able to find the door when they were coming to the party. And I wrote, you know, Ivy's Halloween party and covered it in a bunch of different cartoon characters in various states of partying. And this was the first time that I drew Garnet and she was saying, this is a weird party. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Perfect.
0: Yes. <laughs> I love that little dead pan. This is a weird party comment. Very funny. So that was the first time that I got to draw her. So of course, of course, appropriately, the first fan art I did was her big old bread loaf head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also had like, Couple Adventure Time sketches, and some. I had somebody from Invader Zim and some other people. I had Wacko Warner from Animaniacs saying, I'm even gonna wear pants. But
1: <laughs> well, you know, it's also a subtle hint to the guests.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think I was dressed up as Sadie for that party, also. I had a big donut shirt and I curled my hair, which my hair was shorter then, but well, now cool. I would not be able to. I would not be able to curl it and get it to look like Sadie's. It is three feet long. So,
1: oh, just <laughs> well, chance, long. I was listening to something with an actor named Sadie Miller in it yesterday.
0: <laughs> oh, right. You had told me that you had stumbled upon her last name because of this other person, right? Yeah. Um, and
1: yeah. yeah, i just have to be listening to something of her in it.
0: Yeah. I, <laughs> I, we
1: I pictured a character as the Steven Universe Sadie <laughs> instead of the character she was supposed to be.
0: Wow. That's funny. I think I think they don't actually say what Sadie's last name is until like episode 69, but I don't remember if it's been in the credits. So who knows? Also, I have a little bit of intel on why they named the episode Chillateed. Oh, please tell. Which was from Matt Burnett, who he's one of the writers, and he really likes to troll people, but I'm pretty sure this was a straight answer. And he said that he got but the crew got the idea to name the episode Chillateed because of a, an overseas commercial for regular ch- regular show. And I've, I've seen the commercial and they're saying like, Chillateed, Chillateed. They're just like saying that over and over again. I guess it just got into their vocabulary. <laughs> it's chilling time. Yeah. So, yeah, that's all my fact. I said, that's a lot for one episode. Mm. <laughs> so. Go check out our merch table. All I have left for you is some merchandise. Ah,
1: let's look the loot.
0: Okay, well, I doubled up again because, again, I'll be running out of episodes to show all of my crap, and I have to brag. So this is a cool backpack I own featuring oh. Stephen flipping around in void space with donuts all over it. And I thought it was kind of dreamish, so.
1: Yeah, it's I, thought... fair. I like that pattern, too.
0: Yeah, the waistcoat, fun. actually. Yeah. So I think he made, a like, a... pose kind of like that while he was flying but yeah steven and his donuts but i also decided to show you this is not technically official merchandise but they kind of are this is a group of comic con zines that i'm showing them because zook was one of the artists Ah. and they're also on the crew it's kind of like sort of it's sort of like fan art by someone who really works on the show yeah only 250 of these were made Ooh. so they are really rare sure. and you can find them. yeah you can find them on ebay for ridiculous amounts of money mm-hmm. so i'm glad that i got them i got them for a fairly ridiculous no- amount of money now but i i got them for a fairly ridiculous amount of money at the time but they're even more ridiculous now <laughs> so the Garnet variant, I got 174 of 250. And the Pearl variant, I got 157 of 250. And Amethyst, 156 of 250. But, and they're all the same inside, but um, okay. the front is different. So... What kind of uh, contents Garnet, within? Yes. So the Garnet one is the one that shows up the best. It's darkest ink. so, oh, so
1: they colored real. in the color as well. They yeah. So color.
0: Garnet's color looked really good, whereas the Pearl one is really pale. It's hard to see. You know? Yeah,
1: that doesn't look like it'd be that great to look at just even with your eyes, that
0: over the screen. Yeah. So like when I took pictures of it to show people, I didn't take the entire thing, but it was, you know, it was the Garnet one that I did. So here's a, here's a funny one. Garnet trying to take a selfie and it's mostly her thumb. <laughs> ah. Let's see. I think there's actually a couple of things in here that I shouldn't show you yet, but there was one in, let's see. I think there's one. Hate at the end, but yeah, here we go. I don't know if you can see this, but it's Pearl just saying, I miss Rose, and then I guess I'll just fold the shirt.
1: Oh. <laughs> well, that's you summed up in two panels, Pearl. <laughs>
0: <Pretty> much. Yeah. <laughs> There's one where Steven has a dream that he accidentally fuses with a plate of spaghetti.
1: <laughs> ah <laughs> That's freaky. Oh.
0: Oh. What a, <laughs> nightmare thing. Fuel. Oh. What a weird thing to decide what what a weird thing to dream about
1: that's like that ray bradbury thing about the skeleton Mm -hmm.
0: there's a cool how to draw the zook way panel here and she apologizes they apologize because they still don't know how to draw steven this is also credited to the previous name that they boarded under but i'll just say zook and it's with mira w also so this is like explanations of how to draw how to draw the four main ones see if there's anything else I can show you. But yeah, they're really cute. And these were Comic Con, San Diego Comic Con 2016. They're pretty fun. And I was really excited that I yeah. got to get an entire set because I would have been happy with just one, like not variant, not all variant. Like, yeah, they
1: look like fun little zanes just even in and of themselves, collectability aside.
0: Here's a good one this is Garnet Kisses, Stephen, and accidentally spoils the fina- season finale of Camp Piney, I almost said something bad, <laughs> something from the future. What is the name of it? Crying Breakfast, Breakfast Friends. Friends. Yeah. Um, and he's like, poor brand Muffin. <laughs> so yeah, I was skipping past some stuff that is still spoilery. And I almost, I almost said all of it. There's a lot of that in here. So I'll tell you about that at some other, at some other point when I'm allowed, but then they each show the other variants you can get. So it's very cute. I love it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I love those. They're cute. And they've got I just love the silly things they have in them too.
0: Yes. I like how yeah, this gem is drawn here. It's very nice.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: too bad there's not a Steven one. There's just three. Yeah. All the season
1: DVD covers are character gem over here. I don't mm-hmm. have the same there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I believe we only got two here that were officially released. And season one was Stevens, and season two was Garnet's. But they didn't release the rest of the seasons individually. They just ended up releasing a huge box set of everything.
1: Yeah, they shuffled things around to get five gems for five seasons over here. So I (laughs) think it's four and five are Sapphire and Ruby's gems.
0: Oh, really? Okay.
1: Yeah, I didn't look too close, but that's how it seemed to be.
0: Okay, that would make sense, I guess, but... It's weird how Garnet is a crystal gem by herself, but also there's Ruby and Sapphire and that they always have to do something like this.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think they just had to... I think they had to split her up because there were four main characters in five seasons.
0: (laughs) Yeah. They could have done Rose, but it's the same as Steven. Yeah. Anyway, so that's that. I don't have any other merch to show you. I mean, I do, but...
1: (laughs) But stay tuned. There's,
0: There's really, like, no... Merchandise of malachite.
1: Yeah, it seems to be pretty thin on the ground with, with most of the non-garnet
0: fusions. Yeah, yeah, you can definitely find stuff of mostly garnet, and then occasionally stibani, mm. but it's really hard to find anybody else. I mean, it would have been so cool if there had been like real action figures of like opal and sugalite and stuff. I mean, yeah, so cool.
1: I was half expecting rainbow quartz one last time because that was her debut.
0: Yeah. I just, I have nothing that is Rainbow Quartz related except for that Fusion book that I showed that had her picture in it. And I don't have, I don't think I have anything else. They have some stuff appearing on like the trading cards and stuff, but the trading cards that is spoiler for you through the end of the series. So I'm not going to show you my trading cards yet because <laughs> they ended the trading card coverage at the very end of season five so that's not for us right now oh. nope hmm so yeah 62 episodes down that's pretty yeah. good chill <laughs> what if i start saying that
1: you make that your thing it's coming to the office like chill a tea job
0: yeah <laughs> hmm. i need cool like square glasses like Garnet was wearing so I can be a fan favorite on a sitcom.
1: Yeah. Well you get a sound thing on your phone that plays and applause when you walk in.
0: There you go. I love that. That'd been funny. <laughs> or a theme song for me. I don't know. I have to have a theme song. <laughs> hmm. They make t-shirts where you can keep like up to twelve or thirteen songs on this like thing that's on the inside and it and oh. the, on the front there's a speaker. I have one. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I've I've not seen one of those before. I haven't seen a musical t-shirt back since before they were like the musical cards. Oh. And they just made a little teeny noise.
0: Mm, You
1: sent away things from the orange juice for them.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, we might be dating ourselves. (laughs) It's been a while since I sent away, like, cereal box tops for anything. I got a cool stopwatch for doing that once. Four box life cereal.
1: The bigger ones were you here, where you got cards in the box of cereal, and it's, once you got enough, you send away for the post to put the cards on.
0: <laughs> I see.
1: My goodness, that's... that was self-perpetuating.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Hmm. Well, what else? We got anything else? Any closing thoughts on Chilatied?
1: As you said, it's a different kind of episode, and. I would imagine those who say such things would dismiss this to the skippable pile, but I would not because, A, I don't do that and, B, learning that Stephen has psychic powers is kind of important as is learning that Lapis, Malachi, Jasper, the collective down there is still a going concern.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Seems like a lot of times they'll do a a reveal of something like a, a new Stephen power amidst some other crisis or some other focus mm-hmm. so that they can just kind of braid it in. They're very good at that. They're very good at saying, okay, this is a takeaway and this is an important takeaway and this is an important takeaway, but we're going to wrap it all up in this other thing that's happening that may not be all that important. Yeah.
1: And they've warmed us into the idea that finding new powers is a thing he does. So yeah,
0: yeah. So now we have a, a dream communication power for Steven, which again goes with his like empathetic and defensive group of powers. It's very interesting. Still hasn't really discovered one that's offensive, except for the fact that he can throw his shield if he wants to.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I suppose was creative might be able to use his bubble offensively, but that's kind of not the intent
0: of it. I just got a vision of Rose in a big pink bubble using it like a hamster ball. (laughs) I don't know why. (laughs) Thinking about her having the same powers as him, and just she would just put herself in a bubble and ask Garnet to throw her into the ocean, and she'd be like, Wahaha!
1: Oh, like the <laughs> yeah, like one of those inflatable things, she'll get inside.
0: <laughs> oh, wonder if she ever went surfing on her shield, waiting. She tried, oh, that might be where what inspired
1: Pearl Stream, yeah, because she was That's surfing somewhere. in that.
0: <laughs> hmm. Forget about Greg, let's go travel the galaxy. <sighs>
1: You're wow. probably lucky you're in a kid's show, Pearl, and that's all it showed.
0: Yeah. And then something starts to happen and Pearl turns over conveniently and her Pearl is projecting into the pillow and we've got censorship there <laughs> to save everybody from the freaky shit she got up to in her head. Oh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that any of us would want to spend significant time in Pearl's head.
1: Yeah. I wonder what Rose would make of seeing those. Oh, I don't know. Rose's is- insane fun loving natures might think it's hilarious
0: right. or if you might just say i want to try dreaming too
1: <laughs> though stephen probably doesn't need to see anyone thinking about his mom doing that
0: no yeah yeah his dad is doing a pretty good job kind of making sure his exposure to such things is age-appropriate mm-hmm. mm-hmm went through those books that were in his storage shed and said, no, this one will be for when you're a little older. Yeah. Caches of Zanzor or whatever it was, that space alien romance.
1: Yeah, the, the sexy pulp stuff.
0: It's really funny. <laughs> so, mm. Now we know what Greg likes, though. Yeah.
1: I'm surprised he didn't pa- try to pass them off as, oh, I just have these because they're collector's items or something.
0: Yeah, yeah. I never like used them, just like my golf clubs.
1: <laughs> well, that makes it kind of plausible, yeah.
0: <laughs> we believe you, Greg.
1: Greg does at least have a history of just accumulating stuff he's not using.
0: Yeah, but the fact that he already knew that this was not appropriate for Steven does imply that he has familiarity with the material. <laughs> 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 mm. ah, well, I think I'm ready to put this episode <laughs> to sleep. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah, I think I'm ready to let it have strange dreams of someone's
0: mother. Yes. But we'll pick up next time with episode 63, which I guess I'm doing a title reveal. Is called Cry for Help.
1: Ooh, that sounds serious.
0: It does, doesn't it? (laughs) I won't tell you if you're right. So until next time. Night, everyone. You've been listening to Ivy and Daria on Not So Giant Women.
1: You can find episodes of the show in video form by looking up Not So Giant Women on YouTube
0: or in audio form at anchor.fm slash Women or your podcatcher of choice. You can can also also find find us us on on Facebook.
1: Facebook. Audio production by Daria.
0: Video production and music by Ivy.
1: Daria can also be heard on Postploitation, the Exploitation podcast,
0: and Ivy at her Stephen Universe fan blog at love-takes-work.tumblr.com.
1: Stephen Universe was created by Rebecca Sugar and remains property of Cartoon Network.
0: No infringement is intended.